The reading is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So David, in his prayers, um, highlighted some of the statistics. Um, You know, one in four at some point in their lives will have a mental health uh, condition of some sort. Uh, One in 10 under the age of 14 young children uh, are reporting mental health issues. It is a massive uh, thing. And people are talking more about it, aren't they? Just last night, it was Tyson Fury, didn't he? He defended his world heavyweight title successfully. Uh, But he's talked about the even bigger struggle he's had uh, with anxiety. Um, Massive issue with anxiety. And so here's a guy, really strong. (laughs) I wouldn't want to encounter him in a fight, right? But mentally, you know, um, I think his struggles mentally have been harder than his physical struggles, from what he's described. just, uh, we went to see the Bond film last night. I went with my daughter, Erin, and, uh, you know, James Bond, uh, he seems to go through anything with barely a scratch. I mean, he's a bit more real now, Daniel Craig's version of James Bond, but uh, nonetheless, there's that sense that you should be able to cruise through life without anything really affecting you that much. You know, and uh, we have that British reserve, don't we, about us. We sort of say, like we heard... Uh, on the sketch and on the video. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And that's a cultural thing. It's what we do. Uh, We say we're fine. Uh, In church, there may be that added pressure to sort of say, well, you know, because I've got faith, I should be sorted, right? I should be um, able to walk in victory at all times if I've got a Christian faith. When actually... The reality is, many of us, uh, we have struggles with mental health. I uh, remember the worst text message I ever received was about 10 years ago from a friend, uh, Richard, one of my best friends. He's in, we're playing a band together and um, he texted to say that his brother Graham had been found and Graham had taken his own life. Uh, and I remember getting that message, oh my goodness. And, uh, you know, Graham... Uh, he wasn't. He was just shy of 33, and uh, he, on the face of it, had everything going for him. This guy, you know, he was uh, a musician, uh, which is already great. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, he was a successful jazz drummer, actually, doing quite well for himself. He owned his own home, which musicians often struggle to do, don't they, Christine? And um, he had a, a, a girlfriend who was a jazz singer. He, was, he, had, a, he had a nice car. <laughs> Uh, and he was a really nice guy, successful guy. On the fa loving parents, yet couldn't shake that um, struggle that he had with mental health. And actually, cannabis had played a, a significant part, I think. Uh, and poor Graham took his own life. Um, well, the whole area of mental health, which we're just touching on today, covers the one end of the spectrum, which would, might be suicide, through to diagnosed conditions, through to low-level but nonetheless significant uh, anxiety which can affect us. It's all around us. It's always been all around us. We are talking more about it now, which is really good, but it's always been there, of course. Um, Winston Churchill was someone who would talk about his battle with the black dog of depression. Uh, one of the great Christian leaders in this country, actually, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, a Victorian preacher, often would struggle with depression. It's not a new thing, but we are talking about it more now. Now, is it in the Bible? You don't find the word depression in the Bible. We won't find the words uh, mental health as such in the Bible, but is it in the scriptures? Well, absolutely it is, actually. Uh, many characters in the Bible clearly had mental issues, uh, turmoil, anxiety, and so on. Uh, Elijah, for example, had a huge ministry high uh, when uh, he, he won a big victory for God, but right after that he faced burnout and wanted to die. Um, plenty of other characters. Jonah said, throw me in the sea. It was effectively a suicide mission. You know, there was Gideon, there was uh, even Moses. You know, lots of people with their struggles with uh, mental health issues. Uh, if you read the book of Psalms, we often read the more positive ones here on a Sunday, but actually a lot of the Psalms speak from a place of darkness, from a place of mental anguish. Uh, David read to us Psalm 40, out of the pit I cried, out of that slimy pit. Uh, and it's not necessarily literal, it can be a, an internal thing. Uh, uh, in preparation for today, I read this book actually uh, by a guy called Mark Maynell. Uh, he's a Christian minister and uh, he's really really honest in this book about his own personal ongoing struggle with depression and um, he quotes Psalm 88 in his title, When Darkness Seems My Closest Friend. Uh, psalm 88 is a very bleak psalm written by someone who was really in a, a dark place. When Darkness Seems My Closest Friend. That's the title of this book and actually Mark Maynell himself is encouraged that it's in the Bible that that kind of prayer is in the Bible because he thinks, well, actually, then it must be okay to have prayers that are, you know, not flowery prayers, not nice prayers, but actually prayers from a dark place. It echoes with his own experience. And so, um, yes, it's absolutely in the Bible. Now, we're, today we're hearing about someone called Zacchaeus. Now, did he have mental health issues? We don't know. But... He's certainly an interesting character. He's a real character. There's two things we know about Zacchaeus. The first thing is he was a, a tax collector and very wealthy. 
Now, if you were a tax collector, you were already an outsider in your community because he was seen as a betrayer of the Jewish people. He had turned against his own. He would take money from them. Now, taxes had to be collected, but he would take tax from them and then uh, give to the Romans, their occupiers, and then line his own pockets as well. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. And that meant that not only did he collect taxes from people, but he would have collected taxes uh, from the other tax collectors. <laughs> so he lined his pockets twice. And because of that, he was a rich guy. And as he lived in Jericho, he would have been uh, rubbing people's noses in his own wealth. You know? Uh, he, they knew that he got rich at their expense. They were kept poor, and yet he was got rich. So he was an outsider. People didn't like him. They didn't want to welcome him. Not only that, but Zacchaeus, we're told, was short. <laughs> Randy Newman sa sang a song about short people. He would have sung it about Zacchaeus. Um, the Bible very rarely describes someone's physical appearance. There's nothing to say about Jesus, what he looked like. We don't know. But Zacchaeus, we're told, was very short. So he was clearly, you know, a really short guy. So he was set apart by his, his occupation, his lifestyle, his wealth, and also the fact that he was a really short guy. He was an outsider. Now, if you've got mental health struggles, you're going to feel a bit like an outsider. You're going to walk into a room full of people and feel like, I don't belong here. You're going to feel dislocated. You might not look any different from anybody else in a way, you know, but you're just going to feel, oh, do I belong in this place? Does God care about my mental health? <laughs> Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was passing through. And we're told that he wanted to see Jesus. We don't know why. Was he just curious or was he full of faith? But we're told he did want to see Jesus. I want to ask you, do you want to see Jesus? Maybe it's just a glimmer of you that says, yes, I do want to see Jesus. I can imagine Zacchaeus couldn't see him because of the crowds. Couldn't see. And you know, if we've got uh, mental health struggles, maybe we can't see because of like the blizzard, the fog. Mark Maynell talks about his brain blizzard that he gets. Couldn't, can't see the wood for the trees. Maybe it was like that for Zacchaeus, but he wanted to see Jesus. So he goes and climbs up a tree to get a better perspective. He's in a good vantage point. He's made an effort. And he's waiting for Jesus, who's passing by through his town, Jericho. And then when Jesus sees him, he stops what he's doing. He looks at him. And maybe it's a word of knowledge. How would he know his name? Zacchaeus calls him by name. I must, it is necessary for me to stay at your house today. Now, Jesus, we're told in the first verse of this passage, was passing through. 
He wasn't intending to stop. You know, this was not going to be a place he was staying in, Jericho. He was resolutely focused on getting to Jerusalem, heading to the cross. That was his laser-like focus. And yet he changed his plans when he saw Zacchaeus. And something in him made him realize, I must stay with you, Zacchaeus, today. Now the word stay is the same word that Jesus uses in John chapter 15 when he says, abide in me and I will abide in you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. It is not, Zacchaeus, I really need the loo. I'm going to stop at your house because you've got a really nice house. I'm just going to have a quick stop. It is, I'm going to come and hang out with you. I'm going to stay with you. What Jesus is saying to you today is, I must come and stay at your house today. I'm going to come and hang out with you. Now, did Jesus say, Zacchaeus, I see you up there in the tree. Listen, mate, you've got to get your life sorted out. You are a dirty, rotten scoundrel. Your hands are grubby from all that money you've been nicking off people. You've got to get your life sorted. Then I'll come and stay at house. Is that what Jesus did? Jesus did not wait for Zacchaeus to sort his life out first. He went and stayed with him first, unconditionally. He said, I must come and be at your house today and I'm going to take you as I find you. You do not have to clean up your act first. You do not have to sort yourself all out first. I must come and stay with you right now. And I'm not going to pass through quickly. I'm going to come and hang out with you. I might stay the night. I need to dwell with you. And that is what the grace of God through Jesus is saying to you, to I. And if we have mental health struggles, we need to hear this message today that Jesus wants to be with us. That Jesus wants to come out and hang with us. That sounds quite American, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah? He's not ashamed to be associated with you. All the others grumbled and said he's going to be the guest of a sinner. He's going to hang out with that scumbag. But Jesus was not ashamed to be associated with Zacchaeus. Jesus is not ashamed to be associated with you. We sang about the shame. And sometimes we can walk through life just carrying that sense of shame. You know, maybe it's not specific to something we've done. It's just a cloud of shame that, that can come up, be over us. I must be a rubbish person. I've got a cloud of shame over me. And that is what, well, that's what certainly Mark Maynell talks about. Again, very rawly, very honestly. As a pastor, as a Christian person, he says, I've got this, often, this battle with shame. Jesus is not ashamed of you. He is desperate to hang out with you. Now, will you welcome him to your house? Because that's the thing. We've got that choice to make, isn't it? Zacchaeus 
could have said, oh, no, 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 I'm not worthy. Don't come anywhere near me. Do you know, I, 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 uh, Alice, I see Alison at the hospital uh, because I go in weekly and uh, I, I do chaplaincy and uh, talk to people. And uh, sometimes, so I wear a dog collar in the hospital uh, just so people recognize me. Dog collar, you know, it's a vicar thing. It's not a... That would be wrong. Uh, yeah, not, not, not a dog collar way. But, uh, <coughs> so, I go around and talk to people, and people think, oh, some people think, oh, what, am I going to die? Am I last rites and all that? And then everybody's happy to have a chat, and then some people start saying to me, oh, I have a faith. I have a faith. And then if they start, you know, it, I just see how it goes. And then if it seems right, I say, well, would you like me to... You know, I can pray with you. I can go away and pray. I can pray. You know, so many people will say, oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I, I, you know, there's other far worse off than me. And I'm thinking, yes, but you don't look great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not going to cost you anything. I'm just offering to pray. I can go away and do, oh, no, 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 don't. <laughs> okay. You said you had a, okay, it's fine. Obviously, don't pressurize. It'd be totally wrong to pressurize people. But this is the grace of God. That He's free. Jesus is saying to you and to I, I must come and be with you today. I want to dwell in your house. But we do have to make the choice to welcome Him. Zacchaeus gladly gets down from the tree, welcomes. Jesus. Isn't that amazing? He's not waiting for you to get your life sorted out, actually. He's coming to you right now. He's not ashamed of you. He wants to be with you. This is the grace of God. This is the love of God. If it can happen to Zacchaeus, can it happen to you? He was considered, he was associated with sinners. He was viewed as the lowest of the low, if you like, in their culture. Can it happen to you? Yes, it can. Is the grace of God big enough for you? Yes, it is. So it's the free gift of God, it's the grace of God, it's the presence of Jesus Christ through his spirit. Jesus died on the cross and took your shame away on the cross. Now what do we do in response? What can we do uh, in response to the grace of God? Zacchaeus has a quick response to that, a quick, quick reaction. He says, I'm going to give away half my possessions to the poor. Funnily enough, just before that, there was a rich young ruler who'd come to Jesus and was questioning Jesus, and Jesus said, give away everything <laughs> to the poor. And he didn't feel like he could, so he went away sad. Interestingly here, Zacchaeus is a wealthy man. He's not called to give away all of his stuff. He gives away half. That's fine. There isn't one rule for, you know, uh, the same rule for everyone. 
He says, I give away half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. He responds to the grace of God. He knows he doesn't need to earn the favor of Jesus because he's already got it. He doesn't need to earn the presence of God. He's already received it. God is already with him through his son, Jesus Christ, specifically with him. God is with you. As you put your trust in Jesus Christ, he's with you. So, there is, however, a response we can make. Now, if we've got mental health struggles, there may be things we can do in response to the grace of God. One thing, uh, and I've got his permission to share this, Chris Lee, he's a member of our church. Not here today. Uh, You know, he's very honest about his mental health struggles, about his anxieties, how the battles that he's having. Uh, But he told me, he said one thing that he does is he goes out for a walk. He finds walking helps him. And one thing he does is he puts bits of paper in his pocket as he's walking and he'll pull them out. And on those bits of paper is, is a Bible verse to remind him who he is in Christ, what God has done for him. See, what Jesus says in response to Zacchaeus here, he says, today salvation has come to this house. Notice, Jesus at the start said, I must come to your house. And then he says, salvation has come to your house. Jesus, salvation. Yeah? Jesus is our salvation. I must come to your house today. Uh, And this, he comes and he says, this man too is a son of Abraham. You too are a child of the faith. Now he was Jewish, definitely Jewish, but rejected by the Jewish community. But Jesus saying, no, he's included too. You might feel like an outsider, you are included too. For what happened? The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. To save the lost. He's come for you. He's looking for you. He's interested in you and in me. And so maybe Zacchaeus would go around with a bit of paper, like Christus, in his pocket saying, the Son of Man has come and sought me and found me. I too am a child of Abraham. I too am part of the faith. Maybe that's what Zacchaeus did. That's what our friend Chris Lee does. He asked, I talked to him this week. I've got his permission to say that. I've got another friend, uh, and I think he's actually come off medication. Uh, um, years of mental health, struggle, depression. He finds exercise, physical exercise. Controversial, I know. But he finds physical exercise really helps him. Going for a run. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then that's what Chris is doing as well. Don't rule out medication, of course. But our friend... Uh, goes for a run most days and it just frees him up so much. I didn't do any exercise in my 20s and 30s and we've discovered it and it's amazing. <laughs> you know, but whatever, you know, we're not, we're, we're not disconnected, are we? Mind, body, spirit, it's all connected. It's all connected. Do you know, I, I don't think I, I wouldn't say I've had a big long battle with depression or anything, but do you know what? I have so many mental battles in my mind. Every day, just about. Every day. It's about, your mind is a battleground. Tyson Fury won his match, but his mind is a bigger battleground. Your mind is a bigger battleground. <laughs> Most days, I'm like, oh Lord, help me. <laughs> My mind is a massive battleground. 
There's things we can do in response to the grace of God. One of the key things to do is just talk about it. Now find a friend. Find someone you can talk to and say, do you know what, today's not such a great day. What about if you've got a friend who's got mental health issues? Way too tempting to, to want to fix them, isn't it? <laughs> oh, if only. Well, I, 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 and I've made mistakes, I'm telling you. But let's think of what Jesus did for Zacchaeus. He said, I must come and stay with you. I just want to hang out with you. I just want to be with you. If we have someone who has an ongoing issue, see, mental health, you can't see it, can you? You know, physically you might look fine. And so you think, oh, just snap out of it. Mm. <laughs> Actually, just come and walk alongside people. Just come and be with them. Often it's the long haul. We have to be in it for the long haul. It's a long journey. And they might never get totally free. They might continue to struggle. I want to come and be at your house today. Let's just spend time together. Or I want to send you a text. Or I'll just get in touch. If you're in that position and you're walking alongside someone with mental health issues though, think about what Jesus also did. Was he withdrew so many times to go and be with his father. He took time out to pray. As he was passing through Jericho here, he was on his way to the cross. He was totally focused on what God had called him to do. The danger when we're walking alongside someone with struggles is we get sucked into it as well. <laughs> and then we're no use to anybody. Because <laughs> we're like, oh, you know what, I'm the same. <laughs> We've got to keep withdrawing, not out of, you know, but actually to look after ourselves. To say, do you know what, I, I need God. I need to, if Jesus needed to withdraw to spend time with the Father, don't you think we do? <laughs> if Jesus needed to be led by the Spirit, don't you think we need to? And if you look at what happened to Jesus in the Gospels, he was surrounded by thousands. It was almost impossible to get away, but he managed it. Do you think we can manage it? <laughs> yes, we can. If we set our minds to it, we can set ourselves apart to spend time with Jesus. But, and we have to, if we're going to be any use to someone who might be struggling with mental health issues. We need to do it. We've got to protect ourselves. We've got to have boundaries as well. Really important. Today, salvation has come to this house. Jesus is speaking the grace of God over you today. God is declaring... He's come to seek and to save you today. You say, oh, I'm already saved. You're going on being saved. Salvation is a process. He's coming and looking for you. Jesus is, is stopping. He's calling you by name. So let's just sit quietly for a moment.